Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the five things you should say to your kids every single day. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the five things you should say to your kids every single day day. But before I get into that, hey, I just want to welcome you back to the show. And uh, I hope that each and every single one of you had a fantastic Father's Day, whether you're a father who celebrated or a mom who celebrated her man. um, Just hope you guys had a fantastic Father's Day last week. Um, so, So it's real simple. And I've done this before on the podcast. And I just came across an article on allprodads.com, which uh, I like to read. It's one of my go-tos. So uh, this is an article from a few weeks ago. But it says the five things that you say to your kids every single day. And I agree with all of them. And I'm going to add a couple of things of my own thoughts towards the end. Because... What we don't recognize as parents sometimes is how powerful our words can be. And oftentimes we are, um, and not in a bad way, but we are correcting our kids often and, 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 and we are giving them advice and life advice when there are these little tykes like I've, I've heard parents say, and it's probably been said in my own house, uh, like, how how is that gonna get you a good job? Do you think like a seven or an eight year old cares about what type of job they're gonna get? And I don't understand why us as parents we believe that. And and sometimes you know, uh, my wife and I were having this discussion just the other day about you know she gets frustrated that he plays a lot of video games, and I believe. Um, in, and I just said this in, an, in uh, a recent interview, is I believe there's a lot of lessons to becoming a producer, listening as a producer versus a, just a consumer. And because my son has a YouTube channel and he has to describe them and he has to type things out. And um, not only on the video games that he plays does he play, but he's actually coding. He's actually coding Um video games we spent about four hours the other day of him making me help him research um how to create something on a game and i'm sitting there watching a a 30 minute youtube video that the guy is a coder and he's fast and anyway we're just going back and forth uh, pausing the video and me typing out this code for him to code in a game so he's researching he's coding he's having successes right because he took time energy and effort four hours to write out this code and make sure it was right for a game that he's trying to create that he's showing his buddies like look what i created you can say he copied but i learned a whole bunch about coding doing this and i've never coded before so 
when we tell our kids that the things that they're passionate about don't make sense in the real world, and then we dive into their world for a little bit like I did, and really realize what he's doing and all the skills he's learning, oh my goodness, I, I'm glad that he spends that much time on something that he's passionate about. But he's not just a consumer. He's producing games. He's learning skills. He's writing out things. I'm watching him type at eight years old way faster than I ever typed. So um, at that age anyway. And it's just a joy to watch it. So our words, parents, listen, our words. I don't know jack about parenting, but I know this. Our words are super powerful and I'll be talking next week about how words in our home, not necessarily out of our mouths, in our home, how they can be damaging. So you want to tune in next week too after this week. So anyway, let's get into it. Very simple three words that most dads that I have interviewed that have come from uh, troubled backgrounds never heard these words from their father. So you should be saying them often. And I imagine if you're listening to a podcast, a parenting podcast, or reading parenting books, these are words that you don't have a challenge with, but know that many people do. It's I love you. Those words don't ever lose their effectiveness no matter how often you say them. So say them and say them often. Your kids will never be able to say, well, I never heard that because there are way too many kids who didn't hear it. I honestly don't remind, re, I grew up without a dad and I very rarely, my mom, I, I don't know where it was, a shift around like nine or 10 years old, she stopped saying those words to me. And I don't know why. I don't know if, hey, he's too old. I don't want to impose on him. I don't want to make him feel awkward. Um, but I can definitively say before, you know, teenage years, my mom stopped saying those words to me. Now, I know she still loved me. She still shows it. And still still to this day, she doesn't say it often. Um, but if I recognize that shift... That means because it had a role in my life. So say those words early and often. Number two, what are your plans for the day, right? It just shows interest in what they're doing. Not because you're trying to be nosy, but you want to see one if they have a plan, right? And if you're actually asking the word, do you have a plan for the day or what are your plans for the day? Guess what? It implies that they should have a plan for their day, a plan for the week, a month for their life, right? So when you're saying, hey, what are your plans for college when they're going into high school and they're sitting there going, oh, we've always had a plan before. Maybe we should help create that. Dad, can you help me? Right. So what are your plans for the day? Not because you're being nosy, but because you're being proactive in getting them to think about what their day should be like. This is one that I've never really thought of, but I know I've said in different ways. But uh, number three is I am so grateful to be your dad. Um, they need to know that we are proud of them and that this is I, I've always said it somebody shared it with me right before my first son was born and he said man it's gonna be the greatest job you ever have and the most important so i often tell my kids how much they've made my life more meaningful simply because they're here and that they're super important to me um as as their dad so number four 
you know, tell them, uh, I, I, I love this, but it, it says, have a great day at school and, and don't forget who you are. And I've always asked my son, because I want him to answer me, you know, uh, what, what kind of day are you going to have today at school? I'm going to have a great day, Dad. I'm going to have a fantastic day. We're going to have a good day. Um, start the day off with good intentions, right? Going into that school day. And don't forget who you are. I don't think I've ever added that on, but I think I'm going to add it on now, right? I don't read these articles and do these podcasts not to implement them in my own life. Listen, I don't know jack about parenting. I know so little that I know there's a lot of smart, smarter people out there that have a lot of great ideas that I can implement into my own parenting strategies. And hopefully as I share them with you, you'll implement some of them because none, very, very few of them come from me myself. These are things that I've learned and picked up along the way. Um, don't forget who you are. So what values are you instilling in your children? So, so for me, I always tell him to be an individual, be himself, that he knows right from wrong. And just because other people are doing, are doing things that he doesn't need to follow the crowd. As a matter of fact, just last night, this is crazy. Uh, just last night we were having a conversation around, uh, right from wrong and, and how I know there's going to be situations that he's in when he's older where his friends are making poor mistakes, uh, poor choices. And I said, you know, you know right from wrong. My expectation or, or my thought is or my hope is that you will make the best decision for you in the moment. He goes, so if my friends are doing bad things, I'm probably going to have to call the cops on them, aren't I? Which is a whole other conversation, right? Because... Um, People need to make their mistakes, um, and depending on the severity of it, we don't need to necessarily be calling the police uh, on our friends. Um, but I like the thought process. I didn't stop them in that thought process just yet. But yeah, if they're doing something very illegal uh, and it could harm people, you know, we we may have to make one of those decisions and it's not going to be a popular decision but it's a decision that you may have to make and you'll cross that bridge when you get there young man and the last one and there are two that i've shared in probably i don't know well over a year ago on the podcast words of affirmation and there are two very specific ones that i'm going to share here that i know i've shared in the past but we need words of encouragement and affirmation and the ones that I believe are the strongest, either just words or, or even in our mannerisms and in, in the things we do that we just show that we trust our children and that we believe in our children. So I believe you can do that. Well, dad, I'm not good at it. Well, I'm not, you're not good at it yet. Right. The power of yet, which is another, um, you know, podcast episode I did the power of yet. I believe in you and I trust you. So, dad, can I go outside and play? Uh, yeah, I trust that you're not going to go to the neighbor's house or down the road. You can stay in the yard and play. I trust that you'll do that. And it's those simple little I trust you that subconsciously they don't want to fail you. So words of encouragement, I trust you and I believe in you, along with I love you, the first one, I think go a really, 
long way. Listen, I really, really, really don't know jack about parenting. And I know every single day I probably use words that are damaging my children in some way. However, there are a lot more empowering words than damaging words. And there must be. Because I read a statistic in, in, in different places, the different statistic, but they say for every seven to eight words that you say that is positive. So, so for every negative that you say, it takes seven to eight positive words to negate the negative. Here's the thing. I've read the statistic as high as for every one negative, there needs to be 20 positives to negate, to negate the negative. So if we're walking around as parents and not saying a lot of positive things, uh, and my wife used to tell me early on, she's like, you know, you're just too positive with our kid. And I was like, no, based on these statistics, there's no way I could be too positive. So positive, 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 because they're gonna get hit with a world, listen, a world of negative. So use your words wisely. And we'll see you in next week's episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.